Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Crab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives and varying skill range. I am the Riftbreaker of this episode. Andrew, with me, our Windbreaker, Keith. Excuse me. And of course, our Game Breaker, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was my pick, because I wanted to play a game that I actually really liked. And we and I picked for us The Riftbreaker by Exor Studios. But before we start, I want to give a quick disclaimer about this game. This is a series game. So either you're going to have a Series X or a Series S in order to play this game. But if you listen to our news update episode, you should, if you are a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you can now play Cloud on your console. So for this episode, both Keith and Liz have played the game doing the Cloud over their consoles while I actually played on the Series X. So getting into it, The Rift Breaker is a top-down shooter slash strategy tactical tower defense game where you play a explorer arriving to an alien planet and you're trying to build those defense and essentially set up a colony for later on to be populated by the humans. Going around, Liz, was this a game or pass for you? I knew you were going to pick me. Yeah, because um, I was really curious about you. For me, it's a game. I think it's really cool. But I also, there are some things that I really wish were a little bit different. Or even if just like the easy mode was a bit different. Honestly, like I I got into it and then it'd just be so rage inducing very quickly. (laughs) So I felt up and down with it. But overall, I think it's a cool game. I do want to add the disclaimer though that this is one of those games that Andrew probably hates that I have to play for the podcast because I had to ask a lot of questions. (laughs) A lot of the same questions. No. And so I just, I didn't find it extremely noob friendly, but um, I picked up on it after a while. Um, I, I think, I think ultimately I, I'm going to give this game a pass and I don't, it's another one of those. I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about it. I just, I, by the time I was done playing with this game, I just, I was done and I, I had no desire to finish it, to get to the end of the game. It's just not, not a game that I, I enjoyed. I have a lot of things that I can give it high praise for. Even it's going to be one of those episodes. I, I don't really have bad things to say, but I, it's just a pass for me. See, Is I'm this so- considered a tower defense game? Yeah. Cause I thought Keith, I Keith thought you loves liked tower defense games. Yeah, we'll get into it. This is okay, okay. This is different than the tower defense that I like. Okay. So for me, this is a definite game. I love the Rift Breaker. I think this game is so much fun. And my biggest complaint, well, it's probably not my biggest complaint, but I hate the cover art. I remember seeing the cover art for this game, and I was like, this game looks goofy. And I just saw the trailer. And after seeing the trailer, like but when this game was first coming to Game Pass, I was like, okay, now this game actually looks really cool. And there actually is a prologue you could play before it came out, which is essentially a demo because the prologue is in the game as well. It's it's tutorial. But I thought this game was a lot of fun. It has a lot of really cool elements to it. Some things aren't as strong as I wish they would be, but overall, I think the Rift Breaker is so much fun. This is a nice hidden gem. But the story of Rift Breaker, as I said, you are playing this scientist slash explorer, Ashley, who is piloted by a sentient mech named Mr. Riggs and you are sent to a foreign planet called Galatea and you are essentially going there and trying to establish a foundation so that the humans can from earth can come and colonize the planet. So you are trying to set the groundwork, set up an economy, you know, set up a habitat, just basic infrastructure for humans to come down there. And uh, 
What did you guys think of the story? Because I have some complaints about it, unfortunately. I like the dynamic of the main two, the the robot. I don't remember names and the Ashley and Mr. Character. Riggs. Yeah, because they're kind of talking about like morality issues versus just making it easier, and so it was kind of interesting to see that kind of being weighed back and forth. So I actually did like the the dialogue between them, but I mean the story itself just I felt like kind of faded to the background for yeah. me. So um, I guess I, I wish there was more of that. Uh, that's my biggest complaint. I thought the story kind of ended up fading in the background. At the beginning, I felt like it was strong. Like you said, Liz, they're talking about a kind of a more dilemma of like, do we want to come to this planet and just, you know, strip it of parts basically? And do we want to have another like stripped apart earth? Like we need to try to preserve this ecosystem and be a little bit more responsible. And, and, uh, and later in the game, it's just completely ignored and you still just do the thing. <laughs> it's just like, all right, so much for that. But yeah, you're, you're on an alien planet. So, I think they did a well enough job that, you know, there's no one else here. It's just you two. So it's a human talking to a robot. But I actually thought their dialogue was still pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I ignored so much of it. <laughs> I just, I did not care anytime either of them were speaking. And honestly, I, 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 it's funny to me because I think back of Destroy All Humans. And if I recall, one of Liz's complaints was like, oh, they just bicker at each other and, and they're annoying. That's all these two did. And I get it that, you know, it's a robot and a human. They're the only two things that can talk to each other. But it just felt too cheeky. It never, not never felt serious, but there was too many times where I was just like, okay, we get it. Yeah, some of the writing's not great. Yeah, and but like I said, all of that to, to be said as well is that largely I'm just picking up on that based on the tone of their voice because I was ignoring the words they were they were saying because I was just focusing on my actual objective in front of me which was surviving so i wasn't really focused on whatever the heck they had to say yeah how well were you surviving keith it didn't go great it wasn't <laughs> it was not going great but, just, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves i know i just thought it was funny because listening to you play the one time you're like are you serious can i build my base for once they're attacking me again are you serious just i like, can't getting imagine ahead having of ourselves. start the game i can't imagine that <laughs> No, but yeah, I was, I was just disappointed. I was expecting that the story would maybe go into maybe a possible choice because, you know, Mr. Riggs being a robot is obviously programmed to do the thing to really kind of, you know, break things down and to build, you know, an infrastructure. Well, your character as a human has like this moral dilemma of like, Oh, do we really want to do this again and just destroy another ecosystem? Because, you know, you're kind of complaining that all these creatures are attacking you, but you are invading their planet and destroying their homes, so it's kind of understandable. So I thought there was going to be kind of more choice of like, I think you're, I was hoping your character would maybe feel more conflicted that you're literally mass murdering and causing like a massive genocide of these creatures, but it doesn't. And I was, but I mean, they did fire first. Did they though? You landed on their planet. Yeah, but that's just you coming there. You know what I mean? Like, I we, you didn't shoot at them first. I didn't shoot at them first. No, so but... So a robber breaks in your house? No, but that's like, different because that's like... I'm talking like if you go to like a foreign country and they're like, you're an invader and they kill you. Yeah, but we're not talking about like this being an intelligent life force that you're landing on a planet of. It's it's feral aliens. They're basically wild animals that are, okay, yes, they're alien can... creatures. So, yeah, if you just get dropped in the middle of the Sahara... Uh, there's pretty good chance a lion's gonna attack you first if you if you whether you attack them or not. You're just and probably you're in saying trouble. you would feel bad about killing the lion. 
Because I think. Well, if I just if if I just went to the the desert for no other reason other than like, hmm, I'm gonna come here and just take all your resources because I've used all my resources where I live, and then I'm like, whoa, lion, whoa, what are you doing trying to protect your land? I'm gonna shoot you now because you're a jerk. If you're like a vegetarian or a vegan, can make the same point though. Of like, you don't have to kill animals. Do you eat meat? Because I, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. No, now I have to go back. Like last week, you don't have to kill cows. You every time there's a game where there is like animal killing, Liz is like, "I'm out. You <laughs> you didn't pet that animal. I'm out on this game. You go massacring." Massacring to the animals' nests and murder them. They're They're not all bugs. There's a lot of bugs. It's mostly dinosaurs. Yeah, they're just like these giant reptilian beasts. And you just go to their home and you're just having a free for all on thousands and thousands of them. They're nests and babies. And uh, that's cool because they attacked me first. But you eat cows (laughs) and their babies. What's the difference? Yeah, because cows are delicious. (laughs) These things could be delicious. Okay, but do you have to go killing person. all of them? Yeah, Jesus, you're just one Maybe person. Maybe she's hungry. <laughs> she, she's a, Mr. Riggs is a robot that survives on flesh. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm not saying that they're right for doing this. I'm just saying that everybody does something kind of equally bad. I don't yeah. think they did anything bad. I think they were defending their home. What? <laughs> oh wait, no. Are you talking about the the aliens? Yeah. Exactly. So what I'm y- you think that you should be murdered by cows? Then. No. <laughs> okay, I'm really confused. I don't, I don't even know where you guys stand. Are you pro killing the animals, Liz, or not? No, I'm just. I literally just said that you didn't. You didn't attack them first. You could have been there. To build a base but not destroy their habitat. They're just attacking you because you're there. They don't know your plans or anything. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I think I'm just going to continue before we get to more of a heated argument. I understand where you're coming from, Liz. All I'm saying is I just was hoping that there would be more dialogue or like maybe some sort of morality of like, I feel bad that I had a cur- like kill all these creatures. There's nothing. Like, because right at the beginning, they kind of hint at it, you know, because, you know, your character says that to Mr. Riggs of like, we don't need to destroy this planet. We could try to preserve it. And then you literally ignore that whole element and just destroy everything anyway. Literally, you destroy forests, all the creatures. That's one thing that is kind of cool, not to get too ahead in the graphics, but just about everything in this game is destructible. So as you're shooting, blasting everything, just everything's just blowing up everywhere and just loot is dropping everywhere. And I love the sight of it. So I enjoyed destroying the rainforest and massacring creatures in their natural habitat. <laughs> Says the <laughs> guy who killed the baby lion. I'm not saying I would morally do it. I just said in the context of this game, I thought it was a lot of fun. All right, baby lion killer. <laughs> I like that you try to make it sound like you're not that, that bad because you're like, I'm not saying I would do it. But because I, I know like you guys, <laughs> you've brought it up before. But I am smi- saying I had a big it. smile on my what? face while I did it. You tried to bring it up that I, you know, I try to murder that baby lion and the procession of Calvary. So I'm trying to cover my butt now before you start yelling at me and calling me a psycho. Don't worry, Liz has already <laughs> I know you're going been to. a confirmed genocidist on this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a game that I, I killed the puppies and the frogs. Yep, so. ring of pain. You had no issues with that. You wouldn't even click the prize. <laughs> People. In general, are evil. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I'm no exception. <laughs> but yeah, so getting into the gameplay though, there's essentially two major elements. This game is a top-down action RPG, and on the same side, it is also a base management slash tower defense game. So I want to first talk about the RPG hand-to-hand combat aspect of the camp, uh, of the combat. What did you guys think of that? It was, for for the majority of the game, what I liked the most. And then as I got further and further, it's what I liked least about the game. And I would have liked a whole lot less of it. As I guess really? They, yeah. So, because, I don't know. I, I'm like 99.9% sure I was just playing a medium. Didn't, I don't. I know my limits. I'm not crazy. I don't go to harder difficulties, especially in a base management type of game. Heck no. I'm actually surprised I didn't pick easy. That said, all of a sudden this game went from like zero to a hundred when it came to combat. And part of it, I am well aware, is my own ineptitude when it comes to base management to jump ahead. And that I'm sure I was not well built to fend off any alien attacks. However, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is fine. I'm fine. I can kill these waves. Like I don't... I didn't really have to worry about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's 10 times as many as you just fought. Oh, by the way, there's giant rock monsters too. And there's like eight of those. So have fun rebuilding your base. And then that happened like every five minutes. And and <laughs> I, I just kind of got to a point where I just was like, I, okay, cool. This isn't really fun anymore. I'm just There I'm were just weird surviving. spikes. Yeah, it, it like didn't make any sense. And I know... You mentioned, Andrew, I know you were trying to help me along, that yes, it incurs like an extra big wave when you upgrade your base. I was not doing any of these things. I was just hanging out, minding my own business, destroying the heck out of this beautiful alien planet, you know, just taking all of its resources. And (laughs) along come these beasties. Nom, nom, nom. I'm a chomp on your base. And they did. I mean, I think the, the worst part is when, so all of a sudden I upgraded my base and I got attacked. And it's like, game, give me the chance to rebuild for a second. Because then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, there's another horde nearby. You need to get rid of it. And it's like, well, I feel like I should do this first. And I have to, like, I had like 10 things I need to do. And the last thing I want to do is leave my base and go to fight them. And I also, I will say when it comes to combat and stuff, I did take a while to like warm up to the the weapons thing where it's like I had to they don't tell you which weapons work for which things and it was kind of frustrating that I had to go through all of them to be like oh well this works like for instance the hammer doesn't work on one of the big guys none the of the guns ones. did yeah. but the spear randomly did so I did eventually like the diverse range of weapons uh, but I also wish that I could upgrade them you can yeah I mean where I am now, like you said, you can recraft them. You can recraft them, but you do eventually learn like higher rarities of them. So there's different colors, versions of them. I didn't so, get to that part. Yeah, there's like green, blue, purple, and eventually red. And depending what rarity is, you can actually add mods to the weapons and add like an extra benefit to them. Yeah. I didn't get that far. No, you didn't. You were close to it though. Um, this game is a bit of a heftier game, so it's a bit longer. So for me, I think the weakest aspect was the actual hand-to-hand combat. I thought it was a lot of fun, but I think the AI is really dumb. And so for me, I, I, what I enjoyed about this game, so you are researching technology and learning new weapons, and then you craft those weapons. There's a, I, the arsenal in this game is really impressive. 
you know, you got shotguns, lasers, plasma guns, you know, flamethrowers, like ice guns, mini nuke launchers, mini nuke, like landmines. Like there's just a huge array of weapons you can do in this game. But that being said, I literally only use two weapons. <laughs> I use the spear and the mini nuke launcher. Those were like my two go-tos. The spear could pierce through any armor. So any of the big heavy guys, the spear was working and the mini nuke, of course, would just take everyone out because it's a nuclear launcher. But I, the weapons, it, for me, it was so easy just to fight the enemies. Anytime there was a wave going, see, I think you guys played way too conservative. There's not really any much of a penalty for you dying. If you die, you just, you drop a weapon that you have equipped and then you just respawn your base. That's it. So anytime a wave was happening, I never sat my base. I full on charged that wave and usually would take out the wave myself out in the wilderness and they wouldn't even touch my base. Well, I think too, like I ended up utilizing the dash a lot. I think that was the best thing that helped me with combat. Yeah. And then if you get... I kind of forgot that I had it. And then when I realized I did, it was so much easier because it gives you that couple seconds to like, for instance, like take out the flamethrower if you're being swarmed by like the little rat things or I don't even know what they are. But it would give me that extra couple seconds to kind of like regroup. Yeah. And then the dash, I'm assuming you didn't upgrade it, but eventually you can upgrade it to leave a fire trail or leave an ice trail or a poison trail. So just dash and you literally leave a wall of fire and the little enemies just instantly die in it. And you can take out majority of the wave just by leaving a fire trail behind. I think for me, the worst part of combat, and I don't know who thought of this. And whoever it is needs to really rethink things and actually play a video game. Um, so aggressive. Why does it save only when I'm mid-combat? I told you, babe. It was at, yeah. You had it set to a 15-minute interval. No, I did not because I actually tested this out because I, I thought you were wrong. And it turns out that I was right. So I <laughs> fought an enemy and then I went, immediately went into like another area, started a fight, and it, it froze and saved Every single time I had a combat, it froze in the middle of it and started saving. And it was the only time that it saved for me. Yeah. Uh, just a heads up, whenever the game auto-saves, it kind of freezes the game for like two seconds. And every time, this is like, game's frozen, game's frozen. And then I'm like, no, it's just saving. It's just saving. And then no, it up, it's just saving. No, but why is it only during combat for me? That is the dumbest thing. Like, I understand. Because like, you told me that, like, oh, you can go in and change it. It shouldn't be a thing. It should, no person making a video game should be like, do you know what? Every time this player is fighting a horde of enemies, we're going to freeze it and we're going to save the game. Like who <laughs> thought that? I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. Did, that did you not notice you? it, Keith? I have an no. older Xbox, so maybe that's yeah. why it froze. No, it doesn't no. matter. You no, the, the oh no, the freezing oh. happened. The freezing definitely happened. I just... Not every time I went into combat, it, it was definitely like on an interval because I was looking through the settings and there's a setting yeah. that said every so many minutes, just auto save. And that's why I said the But like I said, I tested but, it after Andrew said that because I was like, it's only happening when I fight. And then, so I tested it after he told me that and it was every single time it was in a fight. It didn't matter if it was five minutes or 30 seconds later, if I was fighting a new like horde of enemies, it would, it would save. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't prove you wrong, but I don't recall that happening to me, and that's all I'm <laughs> going to say about that. Don't look at. I'm not. I'm. I'm to the fifth. I'm not speaking of this I, part. I, I, I'm, I'm not, not saying you're wrong, Liz. I'm just I'm saying, saying that it, it didn't happen to, to me. I don't know what was going on, but I tested my theory, and and I just don't understand that choice. They were just trying okay. to help you, Liz. They knew it was possible that you might die. <laughs> And by slowing the game down, you could think your mm -hmm. next move. 
and corny. It really didn't interfere with my fighting. No, but it, it made just, you angry. It made it you angry every time. Every time I heard you screaming, why is it saving now? My game's frozen. So yeah, the, for me, go back to it. I thought the hand-to-hand combat was fine. I love the arsenal weapons. I loved kind of the different things you could do. But I just found the enemies to be kind of tedious and easy to kind of just kite them around. Literally just keep walking in a circle and poke them with a spear and took out the entire wave. But the thing that I think the Rift Breaker does so well, I loved the base building of this game. I think the base building was so much fun. I loved the tower defense, building up this massive wall of towers. Because as I said, this is a next-gen game, and it shows. This The screen will literally be filled with enemies. You look at your mini-map, and it is just almost completely red with enemies. The amount of stuff that is going on during a massive wave is amazing. I I love just seeing a massive wave of just flush of enemies and just blasting away. I but I mean, so I like the because you're just talking about like the base building aspect, and that kind of brings me to like my not biggest complaint with the game, but one of the big ones is that I wish that there was a way to organize my base after I already made it because it just it would be so annoying to do it. With the hordes of enemies coming all the time. Yeah. And having that, you'd have to, if I'm correct, you'd have to sell everything, then remake it. And where That's I correct. wish, same with like, when I upgrade the towers, I don't like that I have to go to every single tower and upgrade it. It's like, can't I just do it? Like, for all of them? So for me, it's, I mean, Andrew gave me some tips with setting up my base at the beginning, but I still, you need a really big base. And I just wish that there was a way to organize it after because, I mean, I picked a really big space and I, it was filling up so fast. Well, I got some good news for you a little later on, Liz. What? Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, the uh, developers had a uh, roadmap of what they do, what they plan on uh, improving with this game. And uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, well, I, can... I, I do agree with you at the moment, Liz, though. Like, it is kind of annoying when you already have towers built. You have to go up to them and like physically press like, hey, upgrade this one. Okay, now upgrade this one. Now upgrade this one. It is very tedious. Well, it's also too like the research is so slow. So you have to build multiple research centers and then you have obviously have to have more energy. So I just felt like I had like weird energy things and, and bad places because I also needed a pass in case, you know, an enemy is going from my like northwest side and I'm on the other side. I need like a clear path. So I just... I was just constantly, I felt like I wasn't doing it right. See, that's one of the things I liked about the base building is that you couldn't get stuck. Is that it designed it so that even if everything was right next to each other, square to square to square to square, you could walk through everything. So like you were never like. still wiggle through the cracks. Yeah. So it was just, it was nice. You could walk through stuff? Yeah. You could basically walk along the grid. Like, yeah, as Keith's saying, if, like, you have, uh, like, a 9 by 9 grid and literally it's filled with, like, wind generators, you can still slip through them. Yeah, you don't have to walk around a trap yourself. Yeah, Yeah, and you'll kind of get, like, not stuck, but you'll kind of, like, pinball your way through it a little bit sometimes. But, like, you you can get through it all. And that's one of the things that I liked about it is that I always felt like my base was very traversable. But I just suck at base building games. And that's all there is to it. Like, I just do not focus well with them. I think I think the that in the Rift Breaker they do a good job of 
kind of making it somewhat linear and kind of guiding you through like, okay, you need yeah. to do this. There's only some, like there's some buildings that you can only build a certain amount of. So you know that, Hey, these are my main buildings. And the, it does a good job of not handholding, but making it accessible for someone who's not even good at it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I still just end up getting overwhelmed, especially when I just felt like I was always under combat, always under attack. And I'm like, I'm just trying to do these things. And then I lost two of my communication centers. I lost a bunch of, you know, like my energy stuff. So I have to rebuild all this. Like at one point I lost my entire rift. I, I, I was trying to jump. You were playing with me. I was trying to jump to another area. Cause I was like, all right, I just need to take it. Like get a breather, get some, some resources, try to jump. Nope. My, my rift had been destroyed. Couldn't even jump to another <laughs> rift. So I was it was just it was a comedy of errors and it's largely based on my own ineptitude and i know that so that's where it's like hard because it's not the game's fault but it's what i hated about it so did you like going to the other parts of the planet where you didn't have to worry about your base like those side missions a little bit yeah but at the same time then i just ultimately started running into the same thing there like i went to the one that's like the tropical area that's super rich in all the resources basically i was like okay i'll just kind of kick back here i was building up and then all of a sudden it was here comes giant wave after giant wave (laughs) and then it started to get wiped out and i was like you know what i i'm done i i can't just continuously (laughs) try to rebuild two bases i can't do this anymore I think I played this game in like shorter bursts, like 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, because by, by 30 minutes, I, I needed a break. Yeah, you, you would keep getting way too angry. <laughs> yeah. How long of that 30 minutes would you actually play, though? Because it kept freezing on you, so you probably only played like 10 minutes, and it was frozen the other 20. <sighs> As we said earlier, it would just be for cave. a second or two. <laughs> And I don't know how that equates to 10 minutes, but that's fine. <laughs> it adds up quick. Maybe the way you play. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, and you were just saying you were struggle busting with the enemies. Oh, yeah, because I was garbage at it. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I really struggled with, and I asked Andrew at this point if the game was glitching, because the scanner really confused me. So I got it so that it was blinking rapidly and I was just going in a circle all over the place and it wouldn't pop up. And then so he came over and grabbed the control. I was like, oh, you just need to know where to look. And he just like stood along the edge for a couple seconds and it popped up. That feature, like I don't understand. What why doesn't it just come up? It's funny because I could hear in the background Liz using the scanner and I could hear it going fast and fast. I'm like, she's near it, but she's not finding it. I was like, I better go. I was like, I can almost guarantee she's going to say, the game's glitched. No, sure I, enough, didn't. As soon as I, did the run, I didn't. The game I said, no, I said, is the game glitched? Because it won't, it won't come up. And sure enough, I didn't realize that you had to know the exact spot and sit there for five seconds. No, was five seconds. Just... But like I said, I did not say the game is glitched. I asked if the game was glitched because nothing was popping up. And it was my first time playing. Right. It wasn't your first time playing. The, with the scanner? Yes, it uh, was. Oh, the scanner, yeah. I think you meant, like, first time playing the game. I will, sometimes um, it, I will say sometimes it is a bit sensitive. But yeah. it, it does actually, I, for as much as, it, as fast as it gets, it's actually still pretty noticeable from when it's, like, very consistent up to, like, when you're, like, on top of it. So yeah. I thought they actually did a pretty good job with it. But I, I, I can see the, the struggle with it, Liz. I'm not even, not even knocking you for that one. I mean, I obviously played this game quite a bit, so I knew how the scanner worked and like what to look for. So for me, it was just like, oh, it's going to be here. It's pretty easy. Well, it's weird to me that like there isn't really a tutorial for it. So if you're not going to have a tutorial for it, then I just feel like it should be either a bit more simple or something that could be easily figured out. Because so for pop, me, like... Popped up and told what? you a little. 
Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, dialogue. Like it, they, uh, they talked about it. Oh. Uh, well, how okay. did Keith know that? He said he didn't listen to them. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. I, I also wanted that. to ask you guys what you thought about enemy variety. Because I felt like the different areas kind of had the same things that you would use the flame for. for like the, I don't know if they were like rats or bugs, the, little, the itty bitty guys. Yeah. But did you think that there was enough diversity in the different areas? I, I thought uh, the enemies, a, lo- a lot of them were largely reskins. Uh, you, st- you, like as Liz said, you go, every biome has its own version of a small creature, size of a medium creature, a large creature, a ranged creature. So they're, they're kind of reskins. I mean, they had different models. I mean, there is a lot of variants that are legitimately reskins. Because when you look at the uh, bestiary, it shows like, hey, here's you know this rhino, and there's like five different skins of it. But as far as actual diversity, I thought the alien creatures were cool looking, and I thought there was a nice range of them. And like I said, it's really cool when it's just filling your screen with just all these enemies. It was kind of nice when one would pop up, and I was telling you about, I thought they were freezing me, but you said it was lightning. They yeah. teleport. And that guy showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, they're like assassins. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had no idea what to do. So I did like that every once in a while you'd get that little surprise. <laughs> yeah, there was the... Uh, it's a pleasant the, one. There were some invisible ones too. Or yeah. is it, were those the same ones? No, these are different ones. The ones Liz uh, was fighting. I don't think I... They kind of look like... Uh, they're blue. Yeah, they're like giant, honestly, spider-looking... Wizards. Yeah. I don't know if I saw those. I had the invisible guys, though. Yeah. I think I'm just bad at explaining what they look like because I described them to Andrew and he's like, I don't remember seeing those. Then he saw the, the screen. He's like, oh, yeah, those guys. Maybe. Well, you kept calling them lizards, I think, right? No, I kept saying they were freezing and teleporting because I just saw the blue and I assumed it was freezing me. Yeah. But no, even though it literally looks like lightning. <laughs> blue means ice. Always. <laughs> I just think of like Sub-Zero. <laughs> no, I thought the enemies are cool. Keith, I do agree with you, though. This game isn't very, like, noob-friendly. If you are someone who kind of struggles with micromanaging or just focusing and, like, if you're someone who just kind of ends up dilly-dallying, you're going to struggle with this game. Because I do agree with you, Keith. Once your base starts getting destroyed, it's kind of frustrating to build it back because you may, you don't even remember what got destroyed. You know, half my base was destroyed, but I don't know what was there. You know, my base is so scattered as it is because the way, when I first played, my base was literally, like, you know, here's a 20 by 20 grid, little base, little walls. But then, you know, I built another layer, another wall. And like, it was just like base and a base and a base and a base. And I had like eight layers and it's just like, everything's just jumbled everywhere. And it gets crazy. The size of your base gets insane at the end of the game. But yeah, the, the, the game has a tutorial kind of, it's like I said, it's the prologue and they teach you the very basics of this game. And I do agree with you, Keith, there too, where I think the game does a good job not hand-holding you, but yeah, it guides you. Like, It takes a while for you to get technology, so it's like, hey, now you got this structure, now you got this structure, now you got this structure. So you kind of learn how you're building and snowballing your base. But yeah, once half of it gets destroyed, it's kind of like, ah, oh, crap. What, I, what am I missing now? What do I need to do? What, what's, what do I need to pick up here? Oh, yeah, because it doesn't tell you what's destroyed, yeah. right? They that's... just say building destroyed, tower yeah, lost. That like... happened to me during the, I think it was during the tutorial. Yeah. And I was like, I wish I knew what was just destroyed. But when I started playing the real game, and I remember I was asking you if I was doing enough for defense. It's like, you're probably doing too much. But I'm glad that I did it because I feel like I was learning to teleport and stuff. I'd always forget that I could teleport back to the base. And I was like so thankful that I had like the two layers of gates. So I feel like as a noob, I was over 
cautious and it kind of benefited me. No, I think there's something to be said for that. And it's you you were probably better off than I was cuz I just wrote a little bit of my cavalier confidence through the game. And and again, so this is this is where I probably went very very wrong. I think I built a total of like 40 walls ever. I just I, I was like I just didn't I don't know. I don't I don't <laughs> envision things and I know it's just build a square or whatever. I just I'm like I get so bored with tedious little things like that that I'm like I don't know, I'll just build a bunch of towers. I'll fight it off. I'll deal with it. And oh, I love did, the you, did you play the, stuff. did you play the prologue Keith? I think so. I don't remember. Is there an achievement for it? Cuz that's probably about the only way I could tell you. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say I did, but I I actually you, you lose know at the end of it. You have to lose at the end. Oh, of it. then I don't think I did because I <laughs> yeah because I don't remember doing that. And now that I'm actually even thinking about it more, I think I just assumed it was almost like a hey here's bonus content after you've played the game. So I was like ah just new game. It's called a prologue, not an epilogue. That doesn't mean it can't be like bonus content where it's like oh hey you know like have you ever heard of a prequel? Sometimes, sometimes additional that's, yeah, content. That's a prequel. Yeah. Do you ever buy a book and it says prologue and you go, "I'm not going to read this part. This must be extra content." No, for later. because I don't read books. <laughs> I guess you do. Yeah, just audiobooks. I don't even do audiobooks. <laughs> I think you had Audible. Whatever. Oh, I still pay for Audible. That doesn't mean I listen to audiobooks. <laughs> but I think it's funny. There's an achievement to put like 21,000 blocks of walls. Like, this game clearly is trying to tell you, you need to build a crap load of walls. <laughs> you only built, like, 40? I just got so annoyed trying to build the walls. I would end up, like, jittering one little square, and then my ball was off, and then I'm all anal about it. I'm like, nope, it has to be a fully straight wall. I can't have that weird little notch there. And so then I have to stop to delete that piece, rebuild it. it was, I hate walls. I, I, Wait, I don't were you holding A and, like, stretching the wall out? No. Oh my God, Keith! You were building the wall piece by piece. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! <laughs> You're supposed to hold A and stretch the wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Do you notice how nice I am to Keith when he does something dumb? I don't say anything. I mean, but you—you you just get so sarcastic with me. It's that's who I am as I a person. I just want to point out foremost. that you're not perfect. I'm, I I'm like just relishing in this moment. Oh, I know <laughs> full well. I will. I will accept my flaws, and I will Can embrace them. Can you upgrade them. the walls eventually? Yes. Because that was something that irritated me. Where I there, I felt like the progression in the game was good, but there are some things that I was like, I feel like I should be able to upgrade these walls yeah. by now. Every, every building can be upgraded. Most buildings upgrade to level three. Besides your main, your like big buildings can upgrade to like level nine, like your headquarters, your research facilities, those can get upgraded past level three, but everything can get upgraded to at least level three. And yeah, level wall one, level one walls suck. Like but once you I get the three, they're really good. That should be good. one of the first things that you upgrade because I was getting like the flame towers, the artillery towers, and I was constantly looking at my trees and looking to see when I could upgrade the walls, and it just wasn't happening. Because you had to upgrade your headquarters. Every time you upgraded your headquarters... How many what, times? Like I said, the headquarters, you can upgrade it like nine times. No, how many times do you have to upgrade it in order to get I think level walls? three. Is either level three Do you know what? Four. I was dilly-dallying about not upgrading my headquarters, yeah, specifically because I didn't want the attack again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like after the first attack, then I just kept... The enemies kept coming afterwards, and I was like, I don't want to deal with that right now. 
Question. Do you think, does increasing the the headquarters level increase the size of waves? Yes, it does. That's probably part of my problem, too. Because I'm part of, mm, I yep. was like, oh, I'm just going to upgrade the heck out of my base. I think it was like a level three or four, like pretty early on. Yeah, that's when you start getting the rock giants and the waves and stuff like that. That'll do it. <laughs> that's why you need to like upgrade your headquarters, research the new technology that became available, then upgrade your headquarters again. So you have stronger structures and stronger towers for the incoming waves. Boy, you just kept upgrading the headquarters. Howdy. Okay. That all makes a lot of sense. This is what I'm saying, though. This is where I am god awful when it comes to base management games. I don't, I don't focus well. I don't, I don't like think about what I'm doing. I play video games in the moment. I do not think ahead on my moves. So, if you replayed this, do you think you would like it with the knowledge that Andrew just gave you? Um, I would do better, and I would probably be less frustrated with it. I still don't think I'd want to start from the beginning. I think I would get yeah. too annoyed because, again, it's just even knowing that, okay, yeah, I can stretch my walls. I can make it easier to do that. It still feels tedious to me. It's obviously so much quicker there, but just, I don't know, again, plotting and building all the stuff, especially in an environment where I don't do a good enough job of that in base management games where it's like, hey, you basically pause your game when you do building. There's no pausing your game in this. The old, well, I guess if you go to your skill trees and stuff, it pauses the game. But like, yeah. you you don't pause to do your building. The world happens around you. Oh, you accidentally hit a nest of, of creatures while you're trying to build? You gotta fight those off first. A wave is coming in. Gotta gotta handle that. Like, n- there's no stopping. And I, so I just I don't think I'd want to do it again. Yeah, I what you just said reminded me of sometimes I would go against an enemy I wasn't prepared for. So my idea was like, I'll just get away. But as I'm running away, I'm attracting all the other monsters around me. And I'm like, oh crap, oh crap. I think you do this in a lot of video games. You think I'm going to run away from people by running farther into the forest or something like that. You do this all the time. It's like, no, run back to where you came from, where you know you cleared. And I know when I'm doing it, it just this instinct to run. (laughs) I know, and you run the wrong direction. I mean, it does line them up. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, but yeah, I, I do it in all the games. You do, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess now's like as good as time as any since I've already done it. Here's some pro tips for when you're playing this game. When you first start and you're building your very first base in the campaign, make sure your location is really good. Make sure, I recommend you are either, you know, surrounded by partially some mountains because creatures cannot climb mountains. They cannot you know, climb up from valleys. So if you put yourself between a natural wall, that can help you defend your base. Uh, I also highly recommend you are maybe near a geothermal vent or water or sludge. But it is very important, your very first base, you pick a good spot for it because it is going to be there the entire game. And you're just going to keep growing that particular base. You are building other bases later on, jumping to different parts of the planet, those bases aren't as detrimental because you're only there for a little bit, setting up you know, a facility and then leaving. It's your main base you really got to be careful of. Uh, as I told Keith, you know, when you're building walls, hold A and stretch it out. That's how you can build your walls. If you are uh, upgrading structures to having higher levels of them, so like if you have, if you've researched mining level two, if you hold left trigger while you're building, it'll instantly build the higher level structure. That I literally did not learn that tip until the last hour of my game when I was playing. And I was so pissed. Yeah, that took me that long to figure it out. That sucks. That one's just a screen loading tip. I actually knew about that one. 
So for yeah. for all the things I didn't know, I knew that one and Andrew didn't. Ha ha. I did that and you didn't. I know. It would have saved me so much time. Because uh, when it comes to the end game, it's kind of frustrating. The end game is essentially, honestly, like a race against time. Because as I said, you're building these other structures that are, you know, harvesting uranium or palladium. But a lot of your structures are continuously consuming it. And so the final fight, which is insane, you have to activate this giant portal that you built around your massive base. And, you know, if you're running out of that resource, it stops the time and you have to go to that base, build up new mining facilities and like go through this whole thing just to go back and start the process over again. So it's a little bit of a balancing act near the end of the game. But I thought the end fight was incredibly fun. See, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm kind of jumping in a weird way because like that's, that does sound cool. Like I feel like it would be fun to like go in for me personally to go into like, hey, this is already set up scenario. You just have to like do the fight because that actually does sound fun. Getting myself built up to do that is a whole different story. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I guess I was... I was thinking again, like you talk about this being a tower defense game and it kind of is, but again, in my mind, and this is where I mentioned earlier, I have issues the tower defense, almost like I was talking about like build phases. So that, and like, this is where it didn't feel like a tower defense as much. It was just a building management game at the end of the day. And so that's just like a small gripe I have. And I, and I know it's minor, but I've been thinking about it. I, I know. I, I see where you're coming from because I know a basic tower defense game is, you know, enemies are running through a lane and you're just blasting them. But this game, the enemies always attack whatever structure they're closest to. So, you know, they always will go for a while. They'll always go for the generators. Like, they will always just keep attacking whatever structure they're close to. They so, will somewhat redirect, actually. I don't know if you ever had, if you ever noticed that. If they get backed up enough and you have, like, a natural wall or something, they'll run around and attack something that's, like, yeah. at the bottom. Just a, not, like, a gotcha. But, like, I actually didn't notice that. And kind of kind of cool that they're, like, somewhat smart in that way. Like, hey, it's going to take me way too long to attack something. I'm just going to go find something else to attack. Yeah. Well, I remember... At one point when I was playing, I accidentally led all the enemies back to my base. Yeah, I remember that. And they that. attacked my, the base, not me. And I was like, wait, will they follow me? And he's Andrew's like, no. <laughs> no, they're going to attack your base. <laughs> they took out a couple structures. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was another game mode too. I'm assuming you guys probably didn't play it at all. There was a survival game mode as well. Did you guys no. try it out? I opened it's, it up just enough to get the achievement for getting 50% of the map without building anything. And that was how much survival I played. Survival, honestly, isn't that great. It's it's honestly just a campaign in a much smaller dose. So, like, things are just moving quicker in it. But besides that, you know, you just got to live for, like, 45 minutes or so. It's it's a really small, bite-sized version of the campaign. So, it's just, it's okay. Um, but as I said before at the beginning of the game... I think the art style and the graphics of the Riftbreaker are really cool. I loved, first of all, the environments I think are really gorgeous. I think this is a really cool alien planet, but I just love seeing the sea of monsters. I will say, I don't know if you guys got far enough where the waves were big enough. There was a couple times my frame rates were dropping and the game would get a little choppy and slow, which is completely understandable for the amount of stuff that is literally going on on my screen. But I didn't find the hiccups to like the slowdown to be too bad. It only lasted usually a few seconds before I, you know, I wiped out a good thousand creatures. I didn't notice that at all for me. And I really liked when there'd be like a random like sandstorm on the other 
part of the planet yeah. and the visibility was very low and I felt like they were constantly changing the environment or like already get like really really windy and so I like that they switched up a lot yeah the environment stuff was uh sometimes really good for you and sometimes really bad for you yeah I, I did like that aspect of it and this is a, one of those places that I, I don't have anything bad to say about Rift Breaker it's it like you said the, the graphics are great I I don't know. I I guess maybe I just don't understand how cloud gaming works. I assumed that having a Series X would make the game run slower. I understand that it's running on a Series X, but I don't know. It's it's magic in my opinion. That said, is I yeah, I never had any frame rate issues. Honestly, I thought the save issue was because I was running cloud. So that that was the only thing I thought I ran into cloud based, but even just based on the game. But I don't think I got again as far as you did with as big a waves. So overall, though, what did you guys think of this game playing cloud? I thought it was Any awesome. Issues? I, I, I've been playing the heck out of cloud just as, a, as, as another topic, but that's something we can save for, for a news episode. But yeah, I, I thought this was fantastic. It was, I clicked on the button within a minute I was playing it and it loaded faster than like a lot of 1X games that I play. So it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a lot faster than just playing on my regular old Xbox um, the only thing that stinks because I, I used Andrew's account, so I didn't get like my own separate achievements. But I mean, I kind of didn't care either. I actually got Andrew one. Yeah, you helped me. Ooh, yeah. Way to go, but Liz. Did you guys? Did you guys find any latency issues at all? Um, latency. Like, did the game seem like it was lagging? Oh. Occasionally, it's hard to explain, and because I, I noticed on on other games it does this too, is it like it has like this weird half second judder and then i would notice it's like like the screen clears kind of thing exactly and so it would like clear down the screen and it would do that usually like if there was like a quick uptick in movement but after it did that it would be fine like it just needed to catch up for a half a second or so but you carried on and honestly with the way that the saves went it just felt like a save at that point it just didn't save so i didn't really mind that so all like as much as I still want a Series X, it is awesome now that I don't feel like I'm limited as at least as long as something is on Game Pass. So like I can't play it if it's a Series X game. Cloud is amazing. I will say I played uh, this game a good amount on the actual mobile on my phone, and I thought it worked really well. Like I thought even on a phone screen, I thought it was still very easy to kind of see what structures I was doing and how to build my base and everything like that. So I actually think this is a really good mobile X Cloud game as well. I almost feel like building would be easier in some ways with like touch controls. You could like touch where you uh, want to build something. Maybe not. It would be. I will say this game definitely, you could tell it was more designed for PC. The way your cursor, your your build cursor moves. Oh, it would, yeah. It would be way better on PC. But I thought it was just fine on console. Yeah. Personally. Um, but yeah, so then what did you guys think of the sound design? I was trying to think about this earlier. And I don't think I could tell you I remember it. <laughs> I remember this the sounds like from like the bass and stuff. Yeah. I don't remember any music or anything. And I thought it fit for what it was. Yeah, I thought the the <clears throat> conversations between Ashley and Riggs were pretty good. I thought some of the writing was a little cheesy and kind of goofy and like some of the dialects they say were kinda of lame, but I thought they did a the actors did a good enough job that I was relatively invested in these characters, which is good because they're the only two characters basically talking the entire game. But yeah, there isn't too much music. 
but when the horde is coming and you just hear all these creatures and the explosions and everything going on, I think it's, I actually enjoyed the sound effects. I didn't think it was anything amazing. I wish this game probably had a better soundtrack because there is some music, but honestly, it just fade in the background. I, was say, I, th- I feel like it'd be better done on headphones. I think I played this game largely without, except when I was talking to you. So that's where maybe I didn't notice it because I kind of just keep the TV quiet and just enough that I can hear it. But I did, I did like the sound of the hordes and stuff. Like that was kind of that was cool for sure. And then of course, though, trying to move this along because I know this episode is getting a little bit longer. The achievements, and as far as the achievements go, I think the Breaker does a really good job. Uh, a lot of the there's some big achievements though that require just a lot of game time. That's why Liz was able to help me get one because there was one where you have to use a rift jump like 120 times or something like that. Jeez. Yeah, I made it sound like I got you like a full out achievement, but no, no you I just didn't. helped the progression of it. <laughs> yeah, so I still got it. <laughs> it popped up all your plan. It, it counts as yours. Let's take that off Andrew's total for the month. I appreciate <laughs> it because I am at uh, 930 gamer score. Dang. There's literally two achievements I do not have. And. I might end up getting them. One of them is the build 21,000 blocks of wall, which I'm only halfway to. And then the other achievement is... Can't you just go to another part of the world and just start laying walls? I, I did that actually for a while, and I'm only halfway, and that's why I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. This is going to oh, take a geez. long time. Yeah, I did that. I just was throwing walls everywhere, and it still barely progressed me. Uh, what was the other one I want to have? There's another one that takes a lot of work, so I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. But yeah, overall, the achievements, you're getting a lot of them just by playing the game. So I think the achievements are great. I don't know if I recommend it for achievement hunters because, as I said, this is kind of a hefty game. You're looking between 23 to 36 hours. I think I clocked at like 28, maybe 30 hours. Um, But yeah, it's listed for completionists. may take you up to 51 hours. So this is a bit of a longer game, especially, too, as I said, at the end, it's kind of a race against time. So if you're struggling juggling these multiple bases, it can take you longer. Yeah, I... That, see, this is one of the things that it, it's so weird because I am not an achievement person. Well, I am. I, I have a good amount, and I and I love getting them. It's one of the things that I like playing about Xbox. It's just like a weird satisfaction thing, and that was what killed me. I think I got seventy score on this game. I felt like I wasn't getting. I probably Jeez. because I wasn't expanding properly, and I like wasn't playing the game right. So I just felt like I invested all of this time, and ultimately did nothing. And that's what, well, am I, am I getting too early in my wrap up? Let's no. Well, <laughs> before you do, I said a little bit to some news that'll make Liz happy. So the developers just released the, um, a roadmap for this game a couple days ago. So this just happened recently, but they basically broke down what is going to be coming to the Rift Breaker. So by the end of 2021, they said they're improving a lot of quality of life stuff. Namely, they did say that they were going to have the option where you can upgrade multiple things with just the touch of a button. So, as Liz was saying, you know, it's kind of annoying to upgrade a tower one at a time. They're fixing that. They're going to make it so you can upgrade multiple towers with just the push of a button. They're coming out with a world editor, a mission editor. They're coming out with more custom campaign difficulty. And they're coming out with uh, extended uh, endgame. That's supposed to happen before the end of this year. So, sometime this month. Now, in January of next year, they said they plan on coming out with the first expansion. They're coming out with new biomes, new creatures, new weapons, uh, more balancing stuff. And then later in the pipeline, they said this will probably be in another two or three months, but they are coming out with online co-op. 
They said that as their top priorities to do online co-op. They may come up with other multiplayer games, such as a versus mode, but they at least want to get co-op. And I think this game would be so much fun with co-op. I was just going to say, I think I would like this game a thousand times more if it was co-op. I think it would be really cool with co-op. So I cannot wait for that update. When that comes out, would you want to play with me, Liz? I would play. Ah, sweet. I, I, honestly, I that would that would put me back on it because... I think it would be a game changer. Yeah, because it uh, was Drake's Hollow. It was one of those games where I felt like I could do I could do my sort of aimless thing, still be helpful, and then you could do like your thing where you're really good at base management. And you know, and Liz, I think you were the same. Like we just keep Andrew stocked up on all the things he needed. He'd help us build. We'd help do the fighting when it came time to do that. Online co-op is like the way to go for a game like this for me. Also, yeah. custom campaign editors. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm putting too much excitement behind it of what it could be, but I think of again like a StarCraft or a Warcraft and the types of things that like people came up with were so cool. Yeah. So if it's going to be like that level of customiz- customization that people can put into it and they can come up with some cool mi- like side modes or whatever, that would that would also get me I think interested again. I'm not 100% sure, though. I couldn't see anywhere if this is for both the PC version and the Xbox version. I'm sure so, it will trickle to the Xbox inevitably. Eventually, yeah, but probably not when it originally comes out for the PC version. But this is on Game Pass PC as well, so you could try this game there <clears> if you do have a decent enough PC. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the future of Riftbreaker. I, I'm definitely, when they come out with the first expansion, I, I'm sure I'm going to buy it. I want more of this game. I don't think I'd buy the expansion. I think I would stop there, but I would I would get back in for some online co-op, yeah. So getting into our final thoughts here. Um, I absolutely love the Rift Breaker. You know, of course I picked this game. I think this was a lot of fun. It has so many uh, elements that I love. You know, I love real-time strategy games. I love base management games. I love tower defense games. I love twin-stick shooters, RPGs. And this game just has so many different elements of those. Yes, some of the elements aren't great. I thought the you know actual hand-to-hand combat was kind of weak. The enemies were pretty easy to fight, just to kite around and just poke at. But I thought the base building was a lot of fun. I thought it was so cool by the end of the game, just how massive my base was and how many enemies are just swarming my base. The game just gets insane, and I loved every minute of it. I had so much fun with this game. Like I said, one of my biggest gripes, I hated the cover art of this game. I forgot to still bring that up during the graphics. It is the goof. Like, the, the girl looks so goofy in front of the robot. But anyway, that's just some really minor gripe because it's just cover art. But yeah, I think Rift Break is a ton of fun. I do agree. This probably isn't a very noob-friendly game. It can be pretty hectic. But once you get the systems down, I think this game's a blast. Uh, I'm giving it a 90. All righty. So it's it's my job to go because Liz has to go last. So I I'm I'm still just in such a weird place on this game because I I this is it's kind of one of my classics. I don't have anything bad to say about it. There the graphics are really good as a whole. I think it shines and shows off of what Xbox is able to do with cloud gaming, and it's just it's it's awesome from that aspect. I just I'm so bad at real time strategies. I'm even worse at them when you put it a controller in my hand. And the game does a good job when the gameplay is good with a controller still. I just I'm all over the place. I don't focus well. I get frustrated. I get bored. And I just want to go do something that I can just focus on living in the moment when it comes to video games. So I just really struggle as a whole with these games. 
but everything's good about it. So there's that. So if you do like these and you're good at them, it, I'm with Andrew. Definitely play it. But as far as I'm concerned, I'll give it a 78 because it's it's good Jeez. enough. That, I know it's, but that's just like a it's a I'm going on a personal score though. I guess yeah, is because like I just price this that low. I guess I wanted the 78 is just as a personal like I just don't like the game play just as as a genre. But that's like as high as I can go because it's like I feel like 80 is where it's like that's a good game. And that's where it's a, a definitely like falls into a game range for me is 80 and above. Well, now it's awkward because I was going to give it an 80. Is that too low? <laughs> I mean, no. Well, you give it a game. So I'm, I agree with you. I mean, so personal score, I'm going to give it an 80. I think there's a, a lot to it that is really great. But for me... Being able to, it sounds so silly that I'm like so hung up on being able to change my base, but if I, easier. Um, being able to edit the base and multiplayer, my score would just skyrocket. <laughs> I, I really do think that that would really make me love the game a lot more. Looking at Metacritic, 80 and 7.2. And one of the reviews I found is just so weird that I just had to pick it. So, a critic who gave a 73 said for people that love stardew valley and wanted to see it collide with the kaleidoscope of other genres with a sci-fi coat of paint are in for a ride for those that shudder at the sounds of the word stardew valley avoid why would and you compare like, this game to stardew no, valley i love stardew <laughs> valley put it in the wrong game it's like comparing this game to madden if you love madden and chasing people well, that's you're gonna I'm love wondering if accidentally put it under the wrong game because all the other reviews would actually say, like, oh, the Rift Breaker and stuff. So I'm like, I know I'm on the right page. I don't know. No. Because, I mean, Stardew Valley is sci-fi a farm management. Paint. Yeah. And this is a base building management. It's, it's no, the place like, so the different. Mining, the mining is different. Like, everything's build, different like, about it. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing close about it. Both I, games, you manage something. That's, that's it. Yeah. So I think it's more like saying like FIFA and Madden are the same game. Like they're both sports. Yeah. And both of them are also <laughs> called football, but neither of them are the same game. Are there any listener reviews? Uh, I posted the picture late. So at the moment, no, but if there are, I'll edit it later in the episode. You know, we should start probably doing not. We should, we should start having people guess our scores. Well, yeah. What are, what are we gonna? Although Liz might get, might get too uh, worried about her score then. <laughs> like, oh no, people are gonna think I'm so mean. I'm gonna rate it so much lower than they guessed. I don't know because I don't want. I'm I'm be afraid that would might influence our scores though. My mm. score is very easily influenced. <laughs> well, well, Let's be honest. That is true. I made you lower your score during uh, maybe, the pit. Maybe yeah. we can, maybe we can figure out a system. Maybe. That could be kind of fun. But yeah, so getting into our fun... Or, no, because no, I already did that. All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, please email us at gamepassgrabbaggmail.com. We're on Facebook at gamepassgrabbag and Twitter at gbgbpod. Uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to announce, but no. Uh, I've been your hardcore game host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live, Firebird0952. I've been Keith, and I'm going to riff drop on out of here. <laughs> I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Noob, Izzy W. All right, everyone. We love you all. We hope to see you again next week. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.